You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce the Water Garden Wizard, Guru of Goldfish, King of Koi, Lord of the Lakes, Plumbing Pro, Maven of Muck, Outside Lakes, Connoisseur of Clarity, Aquatic Aficionado, the one and only Prince of Hello, this is Ken Jones. Welcome to our podcast radio show number three, what I like to call our Pondcast, a production of the new Ornamental Water Feature Academy. I am the Prince of Ponds, and I'm thrilled to be able to bring you this show. To have fun while answering your most pressing questions. Send them to me by email at ken at com. I will answer back by email, and I may use your question on the show. In episode number two, we discussed design, talking about location, shape, and features. It was brought to my attention that I used some words that may not be entirely understood by folks new to water gardens and construction, so I thought it would be a good idea to dedicate this discussion to the beginner. Let's assume you have never had a pond nor even an aquarium before. You may even be new at gardening. What is it like to own a water garden? What would you expect? What is normal, routine maintenance, and what is not? How, how do you know when you are successful and when you have a problem? What would you normally do yourself and when would you seek assistance? Prince of Ponds will be right back after these messages. Is the coast clear? Yes! Let's go! Are you sure they went to Petco? Where else would they go? Oopsie! Hey, calm down! I smell presents! Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get up to 40% off hundreds of holiday items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Uh-oh, step on it. Okay. Oh, not on my tail. <laughs> Petco, where the pets go. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Now, our feature topic. Beginning with Water Gardens. A pond will become a focal point for your landscape. 
It will attract attention and it will likely become your own personal favorite place to be in your yard. A pond is uncommon. It is not routine nor ordinary. Therefore, it is special. It's an entire other world unlike our own. It is a complete watery environment into which we can gaze and observe. If we choose, we can wade into the water and walk among the inhabitants. Besides the movement, water sounds, colorful fish, and blooming water plants, there is something more about a water garden. That something more whispers to our unconscious. It is without words, and it feels almost mystical. Above all, it feels uniquely peaceful. An established pond is easy to care for, but it does have some requirements. If those requirements are not met, the pond will turn into a dark, smelly pit of debris and decay. We don't want to even approach that situation, so some maintenance is required. Our primary objective is to maintain water quality. Following that, we want to maintain an attractive appearance to the pond and keep its inhabitants healthy. In practical terms, a residential pond may require 30 minutes a week, with some additional time of a half day seasonally, plus perhaps a full day once per year for routine maintenance. Most of us pond owners spend more than 30 minutes on our pond maintenance because we enjoy grooming our ponds. We like to linger near our watery worlds. Backyard ponds come in sizes ranging from the size of a bathtub to as big as a small lake. Most commonly, the residential pond is bigger than a hot tub and smaller than a swimming pool. I recommend something between, say, 8 by 10 feet and 16 by 20 feet. Of course, size will depend upon the space and budget available. Bigger is better because the larger the body of water, the more stable it is in terms of clarity, quality, and biology. Ponds, because they are so different from everything else in our daily lives, tend to get ignored when it comes to maintenance. I have seen many ponds that survived many years of neglect. However, they were overgrown, very dirty, and often contained diseased fish. When it comes to care of water plants, they are not unlike plants in our garden, benefiting from pruning, fertilizing, and fresh soil. Fish in ponds have similar needs to fish in an aquarium. However, because the pond is much larger and outdoors, natural processes make a pond far more forgiving than potted plants on a deck or a tank in the bedroom. But it is still a captive water environment that requires some maintenance and technology to be at its best. So what is routine maintenance for a pond? Weekly service. Consider a pond accumulates debris from the surrounding landscape. In addition to the debris the pond generates on its own from its aquatic environment, it has to contend with far more debris than the average residential swimming pool. It is a container of water surrounded by foliage. Winds blow, dust and leaves collect in the water, and if not removed, will decay. It is important to keep a pond clean. A clean pond ensures that all-important water quality. Rotting leaves and silt in the water degrade water quality. This does not mean that you have to go out on a daily basis and remove leaves. It does mean, however, that you want some mechanism like a surface skimmer to collect the leaves in one place for you before they end up on the bottom. It also means that you will benefit from a filter system that can do the same for you with dirt and algae. Then, occasionally, perhaps weekly, you can clean out the surface skimmer strainer baskets and run the cleaning cycle on your filter system. Usually, some netting of leaf debris is also done by hand. A partial water change is recommended. This is often done as part of servicing the filter system. If you do not have a filter system, then you will want to change 5% to 10% of the water manually each week. Seasonal Service 
Every three months or so, some seasonal service is advised. In the spring, this entails primarily plant care. Any dead foliage left over from the winter is pruned. Plants may be subdivided, moved, cut back, and fertilized. Water plants in time will grow out of their containers and planters. Not unlike gardening duties in a terra landscape, similar aquascaping duties are obligatory. In the fall, most plants should be cut back substantially. That's because most aquatic and marginal plants die back in the winter and go dormant. They will drop their leaves into the pond if you don't remove them first. In the summer, an overhaul of your filter system, meaning a thorough cleaning, is called for. Gaskets may need to be replaced. A complete checkup of your system is a very good idea. In the winter, not much is required. Much life in the pond is dormant. The use of the circulation pump and filters can be drastically cut back. If you have snow in the winter, you may need a floating de-icer in the pond to maintain some water surface that is not frozen solid. This allows oxygen to get to the fish below. In summary, there are a few more procedures that are advisable as part of seasonal service, which we will describe in detail in other podcasts, but they require little additional time and effort. Yearly service. Most ponds really need an annual overhaul, where all the water is removed and the pond bottom is cleaned. If you have an adequate filter and circulation system properly maintained throughout the year, then an annual overhaul may not be needed. However, most ponds I have seen are provided with undersized filter systems and do not receive consistent service. If there is more than a couple of inches of silt in the deepest portion of the pond, then an overhaul is advisable. It is best to do this overhaul in the fall before the onset of winter. The objective is to remove the silt and debris that otherwise would rot in the bottom of the pond and stress the fish during the winter, when they are more susceptible. This draining and cleaning should not include scouring the pond walls. You do not want to remove beneficial aerobic bacteria, just the dirt. This process should be completed within a day to reduce stress on the removed fish and plants. Use adequate manpower to achieve this. The overhaul process will be discussed in more detail later. So what about ponds in nature? Nobody cleans them. Yes, that's true. And you need to know that every pond in nature dreams of becoming a meadow. And that is what your pond will want to do also. In nature, ponds slowly fill up with silt and debris. Shorelines get smaller as marginal plants gradually fill in the pond. It's known in environmental science as succession. Eventually the pond, which at one time may have been a lake, becomes a bog that becomes a meadow. We don't want our ponds to become bogs or meadows, so we try to arrest the progression in order to maintain the appearance of our pond. Maintenance, which is, takes work, and technology are needed to succeed. Who feeds the fish? You can. You may not need to, but you will enjoy it. The fish in a water garden get food from the aquatic foliage and insects that live in and around the pond. If your fish population is light and made up of goldfish, you will not have to think uh, much about feeding them. If, however, you have a lot of fish and or a koi fish in the pond, you will need to supplement their natural diet with fish food pellets. Koi are heavy-bodied fish that also get large, up to 30 inches or more, and are often valuable, so you will want to make sure they are adequately fed. For most of us, that is a pleasure. Koi are very personable. They'll recognize their owner, and they may let you pet them during feeding. Their personalities will surprise and delight you. So feeding time allows you to enjoy them. What about water? A major component of a water garden is, of course, water. So what do you need to know about it? 
you may use tap water to fill your pond. Water that is safe for you to drink may not be safe for your fish. Indeed, most tap water contains chlorine and chloramines that will kill your fish. Therefore, you'll need to vigorously aerate and circulate your water for days to age it before adding it to your pond. That allows the chlorine chemicals to evaporate. Or you can use a commercially available water conditioner added to the water to make it safe. The primary component of water conditioners that neutralize chlorine and chloramine is called sodium thiosulfate. And it is available pure and in bulk if you have a particularly large pond. Most tap and well water has an alkaline pH. A neutral to alkaline pH is desirable for pond fish. To be sure, check with your water company or a local aquarium shop to learn about the chemical characteristics of your water supply and follow their advice. Chances are good that your water supply, perhaps with a little conditioning, will work just fine. Healthy pond water does not smell. If you experience an odor from your pond, that means there is something wrong. Most commonly, odors come from excessive algae in the water or from anaerobic bacteria, meaning that something is decaying in the water. You need to determine the source of the water and take corrective action. To keep the pond full, an autofiller device is usually employed. Without a waterfall or fountain, a pond can evaporate up to two inches of water on a hot summer day. A waterfall stream or fountain will increase your daily water loss. An autofiller will keep your pond full. The amount of fresh tap water used by an autofiller to compensate for evaporation does not need to have water conditioners added to it. It is too small of a percentage of the total volume, and it is added too slowly over time as to be of concern. Can you put drained pond water into the garden? Yes, you can. Water from your pond will drain from your overflow pipe due to rain or an ill-aimed sprinkler. Water will also come from your weekly partial water change in the pond. Pond water is normally healthy water containing nutrients for plants. Some pond water released into your garden or onto your lawn can be a good thing. Do ponds attract pests? Well, that depends. How do you feel about children? Half kidding, though, but ponds will attract children, and there often exists a concern about the possibility of accidental drowning. I've seen fences erected around ponds. I've even seen a fence erected around a tiny public fountain, which I think is ridiculous. Some city ordinances require these things, though, so inquire locally. Of course, it is far more desirable to have a fence around the entire property than circling the pond, if a fence is deemed necessary. Generally speaking, ponds attract many creatures, most who are desirable and wonderful to have as a part of your pond community. These include colorful dragonflies, frogs, nymphs, and fairies. Although I myself have never caught a glimpse, actually, of nymphs and fairies. Prince of Ponds will be right back after these messages. It's the holidays at PetSmart, so come one and all. There are hundreds of gifts for pets big and pets small. Toys only at PetSmart so special and new. They'll love the gifts. You'll love the value. Hurry to PetSmart today for your very best friend and save 30 to 50% before the holiday ends. The holidays are just around the corner. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. So shop early and save money. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. 
Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Don't worry about mosquitoes. They require still water to breed and your pond water should be circulating. Besides, nearly all fish eat mosquito larvae and so your pond fish will prevent a problem. You can use, but don't need specifically, mosquito fish for this. Two creatures common to North America can be a nuisance, herons and raccoons. There are methods for deterring these, however. What about water quality, clarity, and chemistry? Water quality is most important. Pond water can be healthy, of high quality, but not clear. And water can be crystal clear, but be poisonous. So the two are not necessarily related. Water quality is important for the biology of the pond, the fish, the plants, and microscopic environment. Water clarity is not important to the fish or pond. Indeed, most natural lakes and ponds have some turbidity, cloudiness, in the water. And fish can feel safer in green or cloudy water. However, clarity is usually important to people. Some folks feel a pond looks more natural, more right, if there's some green cloudiness to the water. Well, that is fine. But many folks, myself included, prefer crystal clear water so I can plainly see the fish with all their colors. Clear water just looks cleaner to me. It looks more refreshing. So how do you get high quality water? Water purity, that is water that has not been contaminated with chemicals, fertilizers, or a high load of organics, like lots of uneaten fish food or decaying plant matter and the like, is the starting place. You must protect your water from these contaminants. That is why it is important to keep ponds clean. Further, circulation and aeration enhance water quality. High amounts of oxygen and low amounts of carbon dioxide are required for water quality. This is achieved through aeration. Agitation is by streams and waterfalls. And circulation produced by pumps and jets provide aeration. Aquatic plants also enhance water quality by absorbing ammonia, nitrogen, carbon dioxide, and other byproducts of metabolism, and in turn, producing oxygen. Water changes also help to maintain water quality. 
Despite all your best efforts, water quality will drop over time. There are just some end products of decay that cannot be metabolized by animals or plants and cannot be filtered out and simply accumulate in the water. Over time, water gets heavy with these dissolved chemicals, and water purity diminishes. The practical way to dilute these unwanted chemicals and refresh the purity of the water is to do a water change. Replacing some of that old water with new, cleaner water will improve the overall health of the pond. This is usually accomplished by an ongoing, gradual basis with weekly routine maintenance associated with filter maintenance. Whenever there is a problem with fish health, water clarity, or water odor, a water change can hurt and may be a big help. In fact, a series of partial water changes over many days may be an important part of treatment. Algae problems are the most common complaint I hear from pond owners. Excessive hair algae growing mostly in shallow water is very unsightly and can grow very fast and very long. Green water conditions often referred to as pea soup is caused by free-floating, excessive planktonic, microscopic algae. The algae is usually not a problem for water quality, unless there is a sudden die-off of the algae causing anoxia, oxygen depletion. It is, however, considered an obnoxious clarity problem. There are several ways to deal with excessive algae. You don't want to get rid of all the algae because moderate algae growth is beneficial to water quality. A healthy, attractive pond will have a short, mossy carpet of hair algae growing on the pond walls and bottom, and the pond will have clear water. Water clarity can be achieved through a process known as a natural balance. Natural balance relies on time and complex biological processes that promote clarity by limiting algae growth. Natural balance is great when achieved, but it is unreliable. After all, a balance has only one place to go. That's back out of balance. Water clarity can also be achieved through chemical treatment. Certain chemical additives will kill algae and promote clarity. However, most of these chemicals are toxic to other life too and are not recommended for water gardens. In recent years, enzymes have been marketed to promote water clarity. These additives, while harmless, seem to provide inconsistent results. I prefer to have absolute control. My method of choice is filtration combined with UV radiation. With the right technology, properly applied, this always works. This topic of achieving water clarity is a very big discussion that we will explore in future episodes. For now, let's just say that through the application of technology, it is possible to have dependable water clarity. And you know, the fish could care less. Water chemistry? Anyone? If you're so inclined, learning about water chemistry, running water chemistry tests, and watching water parameters change and shift can be fascinating, fun, and useful. However, most of it is unnecessary. I dare say most pond owners do water chemistry tests rarely, if ever. If you keep your attention on maintaining water quality and pond cleanliness, you will have little need of chemistry tests. However, for some, this is a meaningful part of the hobby of pond keeping, so we will discuss it later in detail. What kind of fish? What kind of plants? The average water garden contains goldfish and or koi. The ordinary goldfish, called a pond comet, is most common. They are hardy, come in several colors, and usually grow to 8 inches or so in size. They reproduce readily and are easy to care for. Fancier varieties of goldfish are also pond candidates, but are not as hardy. It is recommended that you do some research on the varieties you are considering. Koi are a carp originally bred and developed in Japan. 
They get much bigger than goldfish. 18 to 24 inches is common, and they can get much larger, provided a roomy home and a generous diet. They come in an astonishing variety of colors, patterns, and scale types. Koi are also very personable. They can get very tame. Believe it or not, I once knew a koi owner that had trained her koi to beach themselves like dolphins out of the water at feeding time. Oh, how I now wish I had pictures of that. Competitive quality koi can be very pricey. However, most common decorative koi are very affordable, especially in small sizes when young. They grow about 6 inches a year and are very hardy, provided they are given high quality water in which to live. Can you keep goldfish and koi together? Yes, you can, and many do. However, you are likely to find over time that the koi with their superior beauty will be preferred over the common goldfish. Can you keep koi with plants? Yes, you can, and many do. However, some individual koi are destructive with plants, and most will snack on them. It is best to have plenty of space and plenty of plants when including koi, and remove the most problematic individuals. Water plants come in three basic types, and you will want some of all three. Floating plants, marginal plants, and submersed plants. Having said that, the most popular are the submersed water lilies and the marginal plants like Japanese iris. Water plants come in astonishing variety, with most appealing foliage and often colorful flowers. They prefer full sunlight, so when kept in a shady pond may not flourish nor bloom. There are miniature varieties and all grow well, providing enough sunshine. Large varieties may need to be pruned back more than once a season. Water garden nurseries, many who provide colorful catalogs, are the source of choice. Be forewarned, the purist you are likely to run into out there will tell you that koi should not be kept with goldfish nor plants. Water plant enthusiasts will tell you not to keep any but the smallest of fish with their plants. Rest assured, a water garden is supposed to have both decorative fish and plants and is absolutely doable. However, if your aim is to breed the best of koi or the finest of water plants, perhaps for competition, you will, of course, have different priorities. Let me save you some money. For years, water garden nurseries and retailers have recommended a secret formula of just so many snails and so many strands of aquatic grasses and other plants to produce the recommended balanced natural environment. Well, that's pure hogwash. Do you believe there is a profit in snails? You bet there is. And you can buy snails, polywogs, freshwater shrimp, and beneficial bacteria by the gallon. But why should you? Your pond will attract and generate all this good stuff by itself. Trust nature. If you make your pond a good place to be, it will be there. Should you be a pond owner? So to sum it up and oversimplify just a bit, a water garden offers rare, special beauty and peace of mind. All it takes is good, clean water and a few minutes a week to spiff up the aquatic premises. Compared to others, pondfish and plants are hardy. A water garden takes little more than a swimming pool or a common garden to maintain, and it is very forgiving if you get busy and need to ignore it for a while. If you want, you can get a swimming pool maintenance company to maintain the equipment and or a gardener to care for the plants and pond cleaning if you don't have a water garden professional in your neck of the woods. While your mileage may vary, I think it is almost universally true that pond owners absolutely love their ponds and either want a bigger one or another one. It doesn't hurt that a good water garden is a good investment. It enhances the appeal and value of your real estate. 
So indulge in a water garden and turn your backyard into someplace special. I want to tell you about the brand new Ornamental Water Feature Academy. For the first time, there's going to be one place where pond owners, pond owners-to-be, and professionals in related fields such as landscape architects, swimming pool contractors, property managers, and pond store retailers, and many more, can come and learn and share best practices in the building and maintenance of water features. The heart of the Ornamental Water Feature Academy is its website, where you can see hundreds of gorgeous, high-quality photographs of before and afters, successful features, and step-by-step how-tos. You can connect with others with similar interests on the forums and learn from the experience of experts in the resources list. The library contains articles that delve into every topic in detail. You can hear interviews with industry leaders on the podcast. And maybe best of all, a library of over 40 and growing professional videos are being developed and offered as a part of membership at the site. Now, the Academy is not open to the public yet, as it is still in production. But as my special guest of the Prince of Ponds podcast, you are invited to take a peek now. Just go to princeofponds.com, and you will be able to preview some of the articles and learn more about the Academy. While there, visit the membership application page and enter your name and email into our email notification form to get on our priority list. Doing so will entitle you to a big saving should you choose to become a member when the Academy opens. In any case, we will notify you the day it opens so that you are among the first. And why not? It's free to reserve your ginormous discount and your place in the front of the line. I'll see you there. Tell your friends and family about the new Prince of Ponds podcast. Invite them to tune in. And I would so much appreciate you leaving a review comment on iTunes and voting for the show. This is a brand new show, you know, so we could use the boost. You can reach me by email at ken at com. Send me suggestions and questions. I would love to hear from you, and I may answer your questions on the show. Until next time, splash me. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.